0: Hello everyone, welcome to Soapbox Standup. My name is Joseph Hutchison, and it's Monday, June 6th. This week, Real Salt Lake played away against the Vancouver Whitecaps. The game ended in a 2-1 loss after a 31st-minute goal from Vancouver center-back Rinko Vasilinovich, followed by a 52nd-minute game-tying goal by Justin Merrim. And right as it looked like RSL would take a point on the road, Ryan Gould scored a 93rd-minute penalty to give the Whitecaps the full three points. RSL had a sluggish start to the game, but started to pick up the pace around the 20th minute. Michael Cheng had an opportunity to shoot from about 10 yards out that he put over after Bobby Wood had did some nice hold-up play, and it looked like RSL was working themselves into the game. During this time, Aaron Herrera received his first of two yellow cards of the evening after what I would say was a definite foul, but never a yellow card in my book. He later received his marching orders upon giving up the penalty at the end of the game. Then in the 31st minute, RSL conceded a sloppy goal off a long throw from Vancouver. The throw was flicked on by Jungworth after poor marking from Cordova, and then Veselinovic slipped past Glad to toe-poke to toe the ball home. This was a really uncharacteristic mistake from an RSL defense that has been solid throughout this season. Through the rest of the first half, not much happened for RSL, but then they came out looking very sharp offensively in the second half. In the build-up to Miram's 52nd-minute goal, There was a potential other goal scored by RSL. Aaron Herrera whipped in a strong cross from the right, and Cordova headed the ball on frame, but Vancouver's keeper got a hand to it. From the limited video I've seen, the ball may or may not have gone over this line, but without other angles or goal line technology, I can't really tell if it went in or not. Now I'd just like to make a plug here for goal line technology. MLS is really behind the rest of the world. Goal line technology has been in use in some of the biggest leagues and competitions for nine years now, and we're still relying on human judgment and poor camera angles. I'm not an expert on how it all works or what limitations MLS stages may have, but for me, this is a common sense upgrade that would would only help the league. Whether the ball went in or not on Cordova's shot, it didn't matter in the end, as the recycled ball after Vancouver's clearance led to Miram's goal. Uh, So VAR probably didn't even have time to check to see whether the goal went in or not. Pablo Ruiz launched an over-the-top pass to Miram, who took advantage of a defensive error to slot the ball in the back of the net. Both the goal and assist were exactly what we've come to expect from both players, with Ruiz's spectac- spectacular long passing and Miram's patience and calmness in front of the net. The rest of the second half saw a couple more really good chances from RSL that, in any other week, may have gone our way. Savarino entered the game and was dangerous, creating a shot that led to a great save from Cropper, who then blocked Cordova's follow-up shot from point-blank range. Pablo Ruiz had a really good chance as well, with a deflected shot from the edge of the box that dinked off the post and out of harm's way. At the very end of the game, Vancouver regained the lead with a PK goal by Ryan Gald. The PK was given up in a poorly defended counterattack. Vancouver made a long switch to the near side of the field, and Aaron Herrera made a poorly timed challenge for the ball. Vancouver's Luis Martins got the ball, got to the ball first and chipped it up over a sliding Herrera, and then Herrera took Martins out for an obvious PK. That foul also got Herrera his second yellow card and subsequent red, and he will miss RSL's next RSL's game next week at home against San Jose. Of note in this game was the return of Anderson Julio from injury, as well as the debut of Diego Luna. Luna was signed this week from El Paso Locomotive in the USL, and is a very highly rated 18-year-old player. In the post-game presser, he said that his preferred position is at the 10, but he can also play as a winger or a false nine if that's where he's needed. A roster has not been announced as of this recording, but it is expected that he and Haciel Orozco will travel to Honduras with the USU-20 national team for their upcoming World Cup and Olympic qualifying tournament. We also saw Luna and Orozco play significant minutes uh, with the Monarchs yesterday in their 4-0 loss to Vancouver Whitecaps 2. Other RSL players to get playing time in that game were Chris Cablan, Eric Holt, and Julio Benitez. The Monarchs dug, them, dug themselves into a hole early when Golden Mafuenta got a red card in the 19th minute. They then were down 2 0 at the half, held on for most of the second half, then allowed two more goals in the final 10 minutes. And good news for the Monarchs Taryn Williams made his return to the team after being out with injury. RSL fans will also be glad to hear that Eric Holt saw significant minutes after being out with an injury since March 26th against Sporting KC. In other RSL news this week, Demi Krylock had a back surgery on Thursday. According to the press release, the surgery was a microdisectomy on his lower back to remove a portion of a herniated disc in his, in his spine in order to relieve compression against the nerve, which has been limiting his return from injury. The Senior Director of Health Uh, of Athletic Health and Performance, Theron Enns said, while Demir's rehabilitation showed signs of progress, undergoing this minimally invasive procedure will give him the best opportunity for a a successful long-term outcome. The club has not given a a definite timeline for his return, but Pablo Mastroeni said on his radio interview on ESPN 700 on Thursday that he would be out for a minimum of three months. We wish him a speedy and complete recovery, and I hope that he's able to see the field again in 2022. In my last piece of news this week, RSL took part in the Utah Pride Festival this past weekend and are the first men's t- professional sports team in the state of Utah to do so. The club's press release said that this is part of Real Salt Lake's overall effort to provide support for Utah's LGBTQ plus community, which included Pride Night. At Real, at Real Salt Lake and Real Monarchs home matches and fundraising efforts for suicide prevention. RSL started their efforts this year around Pride Month a few weeks back when the, the Monarchs had their Pride Night and RSO will have their Pride Night on June 25th. RSO will have this week off as there is an international break, uh, but will play again next on June 18th against San Jose and at Rio Tinto Stadium. The Monarchs will play this weekend on Sunday, June 12th against the Colorado Rapids 2 in Colorado. The next Monarchs home game will be Friday, June 17th against San Jose Earthquakes 2. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you have a happy Monday. I'm Joseph Hutchison, and thank you for listening to the Soapbox Stand-Up.